Before we get going this week, I thought I'd just remind you that I'm a certified business strategist who's been in property for over 25 years. I know my clients shortcut their success by being laser focused through strategy and mentoring, as no one business model fits us all because funding, geography, skill set, it all plays a part in deciding what works for you. Getting it wrong can definitely damage your wealth. If you're serious about property, then your first step is a call with me. Nothing more difficult than following the link in the show notes to book it. This is the Property Solopreneur podcast and I'm Rachel Troughton. I'll be talking about everything you need to create wealth by building your portfolio in a sustainable and profitable way. I'll be sharing the realities of a property investing business. I'll talk bricks and mortar, buy to let, HMOs, flipping and planning game, as that's what we all enjoy doing. But I'll also share how to use good systems, processes, and find the right professionals to work with. In fact, everything that will enable you to become a successful property solopreneur. Hello, welcome to another edition of the Property Solopreneur. And this week, we're going to be talking about how we present ourselves on Zoom and all that sort of thing, because it's going to be around with us for a very long time, isn't it? Oh, and by the way, when I say Zoom, this is a bit of a shorthand for all the other different platforms. It just happens to be the platform I prefer. So I'll call it Zoom. Funnily enough, the subject came up in a one-to-one session I had with someone and they had noticed a few things about being on Zoom and they wanted my opinion. Now, we were doing a whole strategy session on her visibility. So we had a jolly good in-depth chat and I thought I would just share a few of the highlights with you because somehow we came to the conclusion that being available via a visual or auditory link has completely discombobulated some of us. Um, I don't know why, but it has. It's almost like saying, oh, this isn't the real me. If you met me in person, I'm actually very together. But it's just because I've got a screen between you and me that I'm just slightly all over the place. Yet some people manage to be the same on Zoom as they are in person, you know, both visually and in the vibes they give off. And I think that's, as solopreneurs, that's what we've got to achieve, isn't it? Because we don't want to put anybody off because we don't get second chances. So we've got to make sure however we're presenting ourselves to the world is exactly what we want. Now, lockdown has completely changed how we do our work and really how clients find us and interact with us. You know, do you remember before COVID, it was very traditional, wasn't it? We networked in person. We had ordinary social media accounts, nowhere near the explosion we've got now. But they're pretty pedestrian compared to what we've got now. You know, the explosion now and reels and everything else. So it was just, here I am, come and find me. We did everything by phone. Do you remember phones? That's you know, I know we do everything on our phones nowadays, but we don't often do as much speaking down the phone as we used to. I certainly now will always Zoom someone I've never met before if they're going to work with me. It was a phone call before. Why? Because I want to see them and they want to see me. And somehow when we can see the whites of each other's eyes, it's all a lot more interesting, isn't it? We feel we've really met them, so to speak. So I think the world has really changed, particularly for us solopreneurs. You know, we're now, or we were for the last couple of years, stuck at home or in an outsourced office, you know, no face-to-face networking and no quick coffees to seal the deal between us and our investors and things. Those leads really made a difference to us. And that's where Zoom has really come into its own. 
And for those of us who were speaking, mentoring or teaching, we had to get into this tech pretty quickly or our businesses died. Yeah, in the first week of lockdown, I'd signed up to the paid for Zoom account. And oh my word, have I got my money's worth out of it. I like being able to clock on to a call at nine o'clock in the morning. And I'm still on the same one at 4.30 in the afternoon. And the fact that my clients then can listen back to what we talked about. It means so much that we don't have to quickly scribble conversations down as we go. It's opened up so much to us and we're just going to hang on to all of that, I think. And it was very interesting from a solo entrepreneur point of view that the big mentoring companies, they were very, very quiet for quite a long time. They were so big, they couldn't pivot quickly. They've got overheads that none of us have. And that's why our solopreneurs were able to get in there quickly and really steal a march on so many of the big companies. Now, if you weren't in this first group who uh, had to, like me, get hold of all the tech, and it still goes wrong, yes, one of those things, isn't it? You've probably been a user of tech, yeah, a reactive rather than proactive, and it doesn't matter which way you are. You're still going to be using it. But what a difference it made to all of us. You know, we could go online for our group mentoring classes. And some of us used to travel for two or three hours to get to a group mentoring class. Oh, and I know of one, you know, several people, including myself, going to Bristol's on the other side of the country. So I would have to lose two days traveling. Well, you know, the Zoom call has made such a difference to us all because we could just get there with the press of a button. You know, you'd be sent a Zoom link to meet anyone. And the great thing is you're not going out in all weathers. You're not going out in the car. You open your laptop, find the email, hit the Zoom link and boom, you're there. So as the weeks rolled into months and life became normal to be online, most of us, I think, never gave another thought as to what we were doing. You know, this was just normal. Well, we could do it. It worked, didn't it? Well, I think going forward, we're going to have a hybrid method. We're going to be doing some things in reality and some things on Zooms and such. I love it. I know I'm going to be going to do this. And I think just for some solopreneurs, it's a matter of taking stock and making sure that you're making the most of it. Because I know there are some people who spent the whole pandemic in pyjamas, uh, very comfortable, or if not pyjamas, then things were wildly comfortable to work in. And that's what they've got used to. And I'm afraid some of us are just going to have to go back into real clothes. It's a real stress, I know. Oh, I've just realised, having said that, that I'm recording this in a jumper, which is actually more holes than a jumper. But thankfully, this is not visual. So you've got no idea. That is the problem. When you go on Zoom, you're concentrating on the other person, you know, what you're learning, what you're listening to. And you may have forgotten that everybody else can see you and what you look like. I was absolutely fascinated in lockdown by the cabinet minister who zoomed in from a very unsuitable spare room. Um, he'd obviously you know, got the brief. He was going on the lunchtime news and he was on message and he didn't stop to think, what's wrong with this room? What am I going to show the world that I don't want to see? Well, the pictures hanging on his wall were not quite on message, and they were all that I could see, really. Now, compare that to the pieces that the media professionals did, the type who were used to doing a little tiny snippet to camera in their own homes. Well, first of all, they usually had a small part of any room on view, you know, in a corner, something like that with a table and a chair. 
nothing that could be seen could be judged anyone could make a judgment about it was just them and their opinion if they had bookshelves behind and my word we see a lot of bookshelves in lockdown they were always very tidy and interestingly if they were authors and their books were behind them just by head level usually horizontal on a shelf so you could go oh look and they've written books i can see the titles very clever and they had no distracting artwork of scantily clad people which had been the problem of the cabinet minister now when my sister and i were companions to our parents in their last months we both worked from their house we worked in a corridor that was the furthest from the living area so that it could be relatively quiet and it had to be there because that was the only spot with wi-fi uh, don't ask me why but it was but it had an explosion of beams crisscrossing the ceiling and the walls which is great in real life but on screen it was just a mess and very very distracting now of course we couldn't see this distress and um all these beams behind us because we were looking into the screen and we only realized this was a problem when all our calls began with us having to answer questions as to where we were you know how old the house was which bit of the house were we in so if rather than having to go through this every for 10 minutes at the beginning of every call we solved it by hanging a white bed sheet up and we tacked it to the wall with drawing pins hey presto problem solved no more chit-chat about Tudor building methods when actually we were trying to get down to business about something completely different. And some people I know are great fans of the visual backdrops. I've never mastered them, but I only see them through the Zoom call. It's great if you have really, really good broadband. But you know it's awful if you don't because it can affect the quality of the call. And it's very, very distracting to us as you disappear and reappear as you talk. If you're one of those people who move as you talk, it's a classic case. Oh, there goes an arm. Now, do you have a head? Oh, yes, you do. It's just appeared again. And you somehow are watching someone like Doctor Who coming in and out of vision. And you sometimes miss the message they're giving. So think about it. And weak signals are, it's a real problem for some of us. It is for me, because the provision of broadband is not equal across the country. Actually, the worst broadband I've ever had was when I lived in Yeovil. And that was because my study straddled two exchanges and neither exchange was going to allow me to be at the beginning of the queue. So I lost out big time. So it's not just the country that suffers from this. And of course, there's the clothes. Now, I do wear the same clothes at home as I do to work when I'm working. It's a mindset thing. I just can't work in scruffy clothes. You know, if I'm talking to someone about work, it's okay if I'm just sitting down and creating something and I'm not interacting with people. But if I am interacting, I have to feel that I'm dressed appropriately. So there we are. You know, I can't, for instance, argue without wearing red lipstick. And if I'm going into battle, I like to do so in a pair of heels. Now, the fact you can't see my heels doesn't matter. I just feel better about it. But I do know that most of us favour the newsreader approach. You know, great top half, but don't ask us to stand up as the bottom half will, it won't be matching and it may not be pretty. Now, now we've cured all those room aesthetics. What about wondering if you can be seen at all? Luckily, after my first Zoom call, you know, when I was doing something, it was in a ro my role as a parish councillor, so not actually work-related. I realised my house is a lighting nightmare. It just bounces off all over the place. I live in a very low ceilinged house, so lighting can be a problem. So having seen what had happened on that parish meeting, I went onto the internet and I'm now the proud owner of a wide collection of ring lights, etc. OMG. 
Honestly, until you've looked, you've got no idea just what's out there. Um, I did try with normal table lights because I thought, well, you know, I've got those. But it was a terrible faff getting the shades on and off all the time. And I spent far too much time sort of creating the ambiance and actually doing anything. So that was no good that I had to buy stuff. So my big ring light stands well away from me. And I absolutely love it because it casts a very sympathetic light onto me, which is very important. And then I've got two small ones that clip onto chairs around my laptop so that I'm neither washed out, nor do I look as if I'm a member of the Adams family. Very important, these things to me. Now, I also wear glasses. And at certain points in the day, if I'm doing a long call, I'm going to have to readjust the lighting or the light suddenly bounce off my lenses and it gives me a really demonic look. And that's not what I'm after. Now, if you may be wondering if you suffer from a lightning malfunction, take a screenshot of yourself. Are you happy with how the world sees you? You may even find, of course, that you're sitting in front of a window, which is a really great idea from the point of view being able to see the screen and, and what you're writing on and everything. But it may mean that there's so much light coming out through the window that you appear to us all as a silhouette. So it's time to get a light. You know, they're so easy to get. They can clip onto you and be powered by your laptop. So they don't even have to hand around and be on a table. It can be attached to your laptop. Sometimes they even have a little place for your phone. I know. And so you've got a phone and some light. Well, that's a nifty little trick if you want to record something quickly during this so that you can pop it up on your social media at any time. And um, whilst we're talking about tech that help us present ourselves in the best light, we better talk about sound. It's pretty important when we're on Zoom, but it is actually overlooked. And the problem is when we talk, we're quite loud because that's, you know, we're used to hearing ourselves speak. But trust me, on the other end of a Zoom call, we may not be able to hear much at all. Now, I know that all modern computers come with a built-in microphone, but we're in work mode here and we need to do the best we can. So you may not be aware that you're sitting too far away from your laptop to get the best out of your microphone. So go shopping again. I have to say, I completely rely on a £9 clip-on mic. It slots into absolutely everything from my phone to my desktop to my laptop, and I absolutely love it. You know, I can record really good audio sitting in my car, and my listener can hear me really loud and clear without hearing all those ambient noises. So it will pick up my voice rather than the person crunching outside my car window. And if you've ever wondered why I'm thinking it's important and what the difference it makes. Go and listen to a recorded Zoom call, you know, the ones when lots of people are talking, and you'll find the people with mics are really crisp and really clear. And the unmiked ones sound very distant, very quiet, and at the worst, as if they've fallen down a well. Honestly, it, it is very different. Now, if I'm on a course or I'm running any type of program that has a recording side to be made, I use a desktop mic. Mine is very sturdy. I can't knock it over. And trust me, I'm really accident prone. It's sturdy and it's got a pop guard for reducing the hissing noises, etc. that I make. Now, I know that my teeth create excess sounds on some consonants. Well, the pop guard irons them all out. The odd one gets through, but most of them are ironed out. And this means I can use both my hands freely as the leads are not attached to me. So I can move paperwork around. Absolutely vital when I'm working on accountability sessions, etc. Now, for recording something like this, I have an anchored boom microphone. It dangles above me, attached to another part of my desk well away. So I can stand or sit 
whilst I'm um, recording. I can wave my hands about. I'm very glad this isn't visual, as I said, because my hands are part of a threesome when I'm recording. My brain, my hands, my voice box are all working together to produce this, and they don't want to be stifled. But unless you're going into sound quality for a production reason, just go online and find something that suits you and your pocket. There is so, so much to choose from. So at the very least, have a clip-on mic. And actually, do you know, you never know when you're going to be asked to speak on a podcast. I mean, you really wouldn't want to turn down the opportunity if somebody said, look, I've got a gap in my schedule and can you do it tomorrow? It's no good you turning around then and going, oh, can't get a delivery till Thursday. So, you know, if you've got the chance to promote your business, you want it to be crystal clear. And of course, the other thing you'll need are headphones. Not essential, but really useful if you're going to be doing a lot of podcasting or as a guest. Now, phone earbuds will do as a pinch if you're a guest now and again. They really will. So, and the other thing is you you don't need to have those headphone microphone combo things, you know, a la a call centre. Now, I can't wear those because I've got an egg-shaped head, which means they just won't stay on no matter how I try. So I don't have those. But, you know, headphones really let you hear what's happening. I once had to re-record an entire episode as a tractor could be heard trundling backwards and forth. You know, in the moment, neither the guest nor I heard it. But you can hear these things if you've got you know, sound deafening earphones on. And it really is a no-no. Stop and wait for the noise to go. Of course, I know some podcasters don't mind what's going on in the background and we listeners have to strain our ears to try and find out. But that's up to them. It doesn't matter whether it's right or wrong. That's their choice. Oh, thinking of earphone earbuds, it's okay to use those ones with the built-in mic, you know, on the string, as long as you hold the mic to your mouth. You know, if it's just let loose, it will dangle somewhere near your waist. And that really isn't helpful because it will pick up all those inner sounds gurgling onto the recording. And any noise made by your clothes rustling can sound quite honestly like thunder. So I think in my view, we'll all continue to have Zoom for meetings, accountability, some courses, and some networking where possible. And having said actually all that I've just done, I've got several people who regularly clock onto an accountability call from a bar. It's very quiet in a bar at 6pm. You know, better that than never being able to join when flat out on a site. And quite often that's the moment when you need support and inspiration. Now, I don't mind what they look like as long as I can hear them and they've got their ear pods on and their microphone. And the same could be said of the 7am club. You know, 7am in the morning, not everyone's going to be polished looking as if they're going on TV. You know, I'm here to help push people's businesses on and upwards. And actually, if you've been working with me for some time, I think we're so past the needing to look our best phase. I just want to know what you're doing and how I can help. So I'm going to continue my strategy days on Zoom. It lets me get on with so much more of the day. And it does, from I know, for my mentees. Uh, talking of which, if you want to know more about my strategy days, just let me know by sending me an email at rachel at racheltrappen.com or visit my website to book a discovery call. Couldn't be easier than that. But I think Zoom, etc. is here to stay. So as a solopreneur, we need absolutely to make sure we are presenting ourselves on these things the best way we can. And so it's up to each of us to know how we want the world to view us and our businesses and to go and get the relevant kit that helps us. Don't you think it's worth a little of our time to find the tech that works for you? It's boring if you're not that way inclined, but you only have to do it once. 
take up a little tiny bit of time to view the room that you're going to be broadcasting from through other people's eyes. Because you can't always sit there with the video camera off. You will be expected to join in. And so if you do, you'll operate as easily and the standard you wish the world to see you at. (laughs) And of course, if you do that, you're going to become a wildly successful property solopreneur. Thank you for listening to the Property Solopreneur podcast with Rachel Troughton. If you want to create a professional and profitable property business, download my property business checklist now at racheltroughton.com slash checklist. If you found my stories inspiring and my content useful, then come find out more about my mentoring and strategy sessions by going to www.racheltroughton.com and book a discovery call with me. The banner link is on every page. Come and create and grow your own property business. That's the shortcut to success.